I'm sorry. <laughs> so sorry. Oh, God. That I was such a fool. Uh, this has to be Coach L. I didn't know. <laughs> it's perfect. Love could be so cruel, so right? If I recall correctly. Yep. Oh, this is perfect, guy. Nice job, Coach. And from and from last week's show, we have a audio clip reminder. Okay, before we open up, boy, as much as I want to be the contrarian in the group, I mean, six six identicals, no fun. But we're trying to shoot for accuracy and uh, resume, and for that re- for those reasons, I I gotta stick with Dallas. And uh, I also believe it's going to be a lopsided game like the San Francisco mm. game. Yeah. That's what I'm afraid of. So, you know, if you show me anything close to 42 to 19, that's not going to shock me. I think it's going to be another lopsided deal. Welcome to Speaking of Sports, everybody. High atop the west side of Cherry Hill at the GFC boardroom. Good morning. Happy birthday, Chad. Coach Al, Thank you. great to have you on board. Oh, it's a pleasure. And I don't know, we keep it up, we're going to be in the sports prediction business because I'm already starting to get texts now saying we love it, great show, the listening group is expanding, but I'm starting to get on a regular basis, why don't you give out some winners? You guys are like 80%. Three for three doesn't hurt that percentage, does it? Six for our last six because we all got the 49ers. Six for six. Yeah, so it's starting to become uncanny. And the person who keeps reminding me of our winning percentage does take in other things, non sports betting, it, like Harper uh, MVP. I've already said this a million times, but uh, we're developing quite a track record. And that's impressive. And if you think it's so easy, try it. <laughs> and just to go back to the song, Be So Cruel, you yeah. could have been cruel and said, listen, don't bet. The Eagles, how much a big fan you are for yeah. two straight weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, here we are on a glorious Monday, and uh, the birthday boy is with us. And uh, I don't think anybody's shocked, gang, at, at the loss. Or certainly, we're not as a group, but it's... I think a lot of the fans are shocked at how badly they lost. How bad, right? Let's talk about that. Stick with it, uh, buddy. Well, you start with turnovers. Yep. You know, early in the game, you have a, you know, a Hurts fumble. Then you go with AJ, and then Devonte Smith. Right? Was that was the order? Yeah. You can't ha- you can't have turnovers no. and expect to win games. Um, you know, you can have one and get away with it, but you can't have three, turn- especially three fumbles. I mean, that's just bad. And they came at the wrong time and trying to fight back in the game. And turnovers will kill you. And that's been those Eagles have had a lot of turnovers this year. Stay on the mic. Stay hot. Take the turner turnovers away. Tell me what's missing offensively. Something's missing. Obviously, the turnovers kill you. What else? Well, the past look at this? the past couple weeks, it's been it's been red zone. Okay, you no know, point. They're looking at more field goals than they have before, mm-hmm. and then a lot of those red zones have ended because of the turnovers as well. Yeah, you had the they weren't in the red zone yesterday, but the fourth and eight, I think it was when they went for it on fourth down, and they, you know they didn't convert there. Uh, they didn't even throw to the sticks because they got the pressure was so hard. So. In a sense, you could say so. There's a lot of it's really a lot of those factors. Then you add to the fact that your offense has been playing from behind for six straight weeks. Good point. And the defense has looked as bad as, no, as it has all they're, year. They're terrible. So all that is putting a lot of pressure on the entire offense to deliver every single possession. Because when your defense goes out and gives up, what is it, ten straight? 
Uh, scores that? now? I bet that. Touchdowns you, or field goals? You just stole, you yeah, nine touchdowns and one field goal. Yeah. Stole my I mean, thunder. That was next. You could have the best offense in the world, but that's a lot of pressure to, to your offense to, to deal with with your defense giving up a score every single time they are on the field. If we heard that correctly, it was 11 straight possessions, 10 touchdowns ten, and one ten, field nine goal. 10, nine touchdowns, one field one goal. One field goal, okay, 10. I mean, that almost is hard to replicate. I mean, what defense? Well, you know, you it's, that over two it's ironic, too. What defense? The Cowboys, high score and 30 and over again, but the Eagles had no offensive touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, right? And holy Toledo, the defense outscored the uh, Pick offense. Pick up the fumble, yeah. running two field goals. Yeah, yeah that's uh, – so it – okay, it, look, it looks broken today. Despair sets in, but not really. We're still going to win the division. I don't think we'll have home field. I think that is catastrophic. I've said that before. But I'm super confident we still win the division. Not bad. You'll get the bye week, week one, with the two, one of the two best records, right? So we'll sit back and get the rest you need in pro football. That's the bye week. Now you start thinking in terms, just to pro-formalize here a little bit, the junk teams that are out there vying, not just for a wild card, that's what they call it in football too, wild cards. Are, yeah, uh, yep. But let's look at, if you can bring the standings up, bud, Let's look at the junk that can win two divisions, namely teams like Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Atlanta. Uh, you have a, a, a just a, a rafter of teams that stink that are going to be possibly teams we play. And your favorite fraud team, the Lions. Yeah, well, at least they're going to be a little better record-wise, yeah. right? But, yeah. but if you look at the Money. one... Tampa Bay, NFC South, South. Bucks are six and seven, Falcons six and seven, and Saints six and seven. Oh boy! So one of those three is is your playoff team right there. Don't fear any of them coming into field. They'll be a playoff team for a very short time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So you got week one off, week two. uh, I don't know how exactly it lines up. If if it ends up being the Eagles win the division, but they're not best record, they'll go to San Fran. That we know. What we, what we long to know and probably should know, and I guess there's so many variables we maybe can't know, is how this thing would play out like we did with baseball. We, everybody wants to know, listening to this podcast, what does it look like? Now, we know there's so many variables with the teams that can win divisions that are bad. We can't name accurately who would come to Philly, but we can say what division would come in, right? So you get the first week off. Then you'd get the winner, and uh, is it seeded in pro football, Al? I love it, but here's a, to go along with that thought process yeah, a little yeah. bit. Even, no matter who it is that comes in, they play first. You know they're going to have to face Dallas or San Fran Eventually. again. Yeah. And coming off of those two games, you right. can't have a lot of hope. I, like, c- I could see the Saints upsetting the Eagles. This not year. in Philly, bud. Oh, here we go in your birthday. Al, stop it. him, Al. i got to leave the podcast. Would you be surprised right, if this I... sound you if, hear is me checking out. Would you be... I'm out of here. <laughs> okay, would you be surprised if I told you the Saints have a better point differential than the Eagles? Bud, do me a favor in your birthday. Don't make me throw up on the boardroom table. Well, it's just we're just showing that point, uh, point differential... Uh, Point different. Sorry for the people in their cars right now. <laughs> Sounds like a car accident. The Saints right now have a better point differential than the Eagles. 
okay? By a little bit, but it's would, still would better. Would you do me a favor, and it won't take you too long, because ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we're going to put up Exhibit A, but uh, the birthday boy doesn't know this is coming. No, no. But I, watch this. Oh, no, no. You're going to do this. It's my podcast. Bring up <laughs> the Saints road wins. Okay, I'll do that. But first, I'm the, going to say this because this okay. was my point. Yep. There are 222 teams in NFL history that have started 10 and 3 or better. Okay. Since the Super Bowl era, so 1966. Right. The Eagles, and there are four of them this year, the Cowboys, yep. Niners, Ravens, and Eagles. Right. The Eagles are ranked 218th on that list by point differential. That's great research. At plus 21. The Cowboys are plus 188. The Niners, 175. The Ravens, 143. Point differential, we're talking. Point right? differential. Right. We are under the Cowboys by 100. And sixty-seven points. We talk about this in baseball talk about all the time. Difference of team, right? It means a lot. It means a lot. Right? It means a lot. It means it. D- it doesn't mean you can't win the Super Bowl, right? Or you can't, you know, or you also means you can lose a game you shouldn't lose because. I mean, it's just it's just like almost in baseball. If you're winning bigger games, you're I more likely you. to do that later in the season. Especially yeah, you can have a game where you, where you lose. Every day you're doing 462 trips. Yeah, but consistently over and over. So that said, what's the Saints point differential? Uh, plus, I think it was like plus 24, 25. <sighs> Ow. The Saints that are going to come into Philly and beat us? Ow, hold your breath for this. Saying, I Drum roll. It. Ow. The Saints are plus, hold my hand. The Saints are plus 24. And what you don't it's realize is better, oh, better than the if birds. That happen, oh, if that happens and, and Chad has his choice of the thong, <laughs> will we play when the Saints come marching we'll in? We'll have to. Look, the Saints, the Saints, they, uh, you're going you're gonna to pay for this. Saint Joseph. They've <laughs> been playing better. Look at and the look at the shitty grid. Look, I'm not <laughs> saying, ladies and gentlemen, Chad I'm, smiled. He can't control I'm himself. I'm not saying the, the Saints are, aren't going to be a seven or eight point underdog. Oh, we're not, we're not talking about point spreads. Okay, the, they will. Okay, I'm, and I'm not saying that they're probably going to win. What but I'm you? saying it wouldn't surprise me. Okay. I can see it happening. Do you have the record up yet? The, the I have schedule? their games up. Just go for week one, real quick. The listeners, well, they're not a week one team anymore. They have. Well, they just, didn't have Kamara. You can't look at them week one. You can look right. in the past few weeks. Give me their biggest road win. Their biggest road Wait win. Wait till you hear this, Coach. I have not looked at this. Mm. Let's hmm. see. Hmm. Watch this. Looking at Things that make you road. go. <laughs> Things that make you go. Hmm. Well, we beat the Panthers. Beat the Panthers. <laughs> On the road. Beat the Panthers with our boy, our running back, Miles, right? Beat the Patriots, Patriots. on the road. That, that, what a win. That was an upset, Al. Ooh, that man. was. So they don't They don't have many great road oh, wins. Now he's oh, talking right. about that's the Patriots okay. this year, right? Yeah, this <laughs> year. Yeah. yeah. But that's all right. Because yeah, sure it is. They played right. the Lions really competitively. Mm-hmm. 33-28. At home? Yeah, the teams are home. No, I bet they were. Well, it's not like it's a gauntlet at home. And the all Lions, of a you walk in. What their did their junk bond status do this week on Wall Street? Uh, let's put everything on their financial umbrella. What did the Lions junk bond rating do this week? Well, you're, you're answering your own question by calling them a junk bond. Uh, I mean, you're already so, telling them they're worthless. But they still rate them, okay? It's a D minus junk bond, okay? You can't buy it right now. It's not investor grade. Other bonds, junk bonds, people did buy. Just talk to Atlantic City Casinos about that. Ex-Trump about junk, junk bonds, okay? All I'm saying he is... Sold, he sold them to New York and financed his hotels. Hey, the only bonds I know is... They could is, upset someone. Yeah, okay. I think we should move on from that. Yeah, because but, the only bonds I know is Barry Bonds. Barry so, Bonds. Whatever, Do you so. want to walk that back before we move the coach out? Do I think you, the Eagles have an 80% chance of winning the game, but I could see an upset happening. Okay. The so way you, their defense is playing right now, I could see a guy like Alvin Kamara just 
just torture. Who, who's the Saints quarterback? Uh, Derek Carr. And they have that little uh, Taysom Hill, like, How about red zone. Right. You know, like, where is he going to be type of thing. Yeah, right, we, we are reaching out to Bobby, a dear friend of ours that's in our little football baseball contest room. We call him Bunny. Bunny, when you hear this, would you please text me your response to Chad's prognostication that he's fearful of your team, the Saints, that you, your beloved Saints. Can't wait to hear your response. Coach, give us your comments on that game. Where's Jameis Winston when you need him? Yeah, right, right, right. Well, he's entitled to uh, his opinion. Maybe he can predict the future where there's going to be a lot of injuries <laughs> on the other team. And I don't know if he has those capabilities. He's a smart young man. What do you have the, on the Eagles? On the Eagles? I want to know if there's anything positive that you can take from that game. It's a fair question. Um, the fact that it's over, <laughs> I, I believe they landed safely back in Philadelphia. Uh, yeah, there you go. There's two. Um, I just wonder if Hurts psychologically feels like he's not capable of winning big games right now. Is our quarterback the guy we need to win a championship? Can he get you there? Can he get you back to the Super Bowl? Because once you get to the Super Bowl, you're going to play down to somebody. If it's the Ravens, how bad's Kansas City now? How bad's oh, Buffalo? They've been, they've been playing bad. Buffalo has been stepping up. Bud, they're six and six or something like that. Right, but they they went and just beat the Chiefs, so they're keeping their hopes alive. The Chiefs, Bud, the Chiefs. Stink. They don't they don't stink. They're just because they're not ten and three doesn't mean they stink. It's like you have two categories in the NFL. You're either, yeah. you're either elite, you're a fraud, or you stink. And I don't know the difference between stink and fraud. <laughs> but the fraud stamp d- did come out this week. Can we, do, do we know we were going to stamp it? Who's well, getting- the Detroit Lions. And did I say that a couple of weeks ago? You did, yeah. On the radio? And did John Richie say, oh, I think you're a little premature with that. Well, Johnny Boy, I'll be on the radio again tomorrow, and we'll be talking about your Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. okay? Total, absolute fraud. There's the stamp. Bam. And ask him how much pride he has in his yeah, Lions. Yeah, pride in his Lions, yeah, okay? Yeah. What's wrong with the Eagles? I mean, listen, they got great receivers. They still have a great offensive line. Supposed to have an MVP candidate at quarterback. Uh, yet the, the offense in the first half is non-existent. You know, you look at it, it is a mystery because then you go look at Swift, and he's averaging like what Sanders did last year. He's like 4'8". Maybe they're not using him enough, but he's produ- he's productive with the yards per carry. Uh, the two receivers are going to be all pro, right? I mean, it's not so glaringly obvious. I think well, one it goes thing back to turnovers. Turnovers, defense, and offensively, well, Jalen Hurts, is he's having a regression year. Is he? Oh, Give yeah. Me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, let me pull up his numbers. Please quantify that, please. That's okay. what this show does, Coach. We quantify what we talk about. We say that not only is Dallas going to win, but we expect him to win in a round. We say that. We go out and we say that, and that's that's impressive. All right, so really, again, focus on turnovers. Yep. Last year, he had six turnovers. Oh, wow. He's like in the, 15. In the 15 games. He already has 10. I'm sorry. I'm just, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Interceptions. Okay. Six interceptions. He already has 10 this year. Wow. If he gets to 12, that's going to be twice that's as high. Twice. His interception percentage is almost, is from 1.3% uh, to 2.3. Compelling. That That's a lot right there. Compelling. Um, quarterback rating. I'm oh, sorry. QBR, because yep. quarterback rating is the Different. other yep. one's bad. Yep. Yep. QBR, 68.3 last year, which is very good. Yep. 60.2 this year. Did recognize Talk that. about where that is, 60.2. That is going to be ninth in the NFL. 
behind Purdy in order, Purdy, Prescott, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Kirk Cousins, oh, I guess you take him out, uh, Tua, and Stafford. And then there's fumbles. Can you do that? Do you have fumbles in front of you? Let's see that? if I have fumbles little, little in front of me. I think he's got 15 fumbles. Is that possible? It's up in the teens. Is it 15 fumbles? fumbles. I, don't, I don't think he had 15 fumbles close to that last year. He had nine last year. That okay. seems high. Wow. Actually, nine every single year of his career. He has right. eight this year. Eight. But again, the season's not over. He got four yeah. more games. Thought, um, so at this pace, he'll be in the teens. He could, yeah. he could finish with 10 or 11, yeah. ESPN, those dogs, they put up a grid today. They said 15 fumbles for her. Maybe like, it was God. turnovers. You look at the maybe turnovers. It was turnovers, maybe. You're right. That You're sounds, right. Fumbles and picks, 15, right? Yeah, that's what it was. You're, but you quantify it. No, he's not having. He's a, having a regression year. Regression now the year. concern is, will he bounce back? You know, is right. it just a regression? Right. Is the pressure? Is he hurt because he had that knee injury that apparently you know takes a couple months to fully heal? Um, or is it that the, a potential uh, reality that defenses have started to figure him out? They've started how to contain him and and um, how to pressure him more. And that is causing him to he he's not really fighting back like he should be. He's not you know making those adjustments that that you want to see. And for a position, it allegedly doesn't matter for the Eagles' defensive uh, mantra, the way they the culture of defense, linebacker. And I and you know I don't know linebackers well. It's like some of the relief pitching with me. Didn't Cunningham? Isn't he a linebacker? Cunningham. Yeah, he came back yesterday. Did he lead the team in tackles last night with twelve? Yeah. So I guess linebacking can matter. Right, certainly. Yeah, oh, for tackles, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and that guy's in there. Was the highlight? I sent this out to the to my immediate flock. Was it not ridiculously impressive? Every once in a while, when we see sports as sports enthusiasts, we see a play that we almost can't believe we're observing. You replay it. I replayed it six times. You study it. And you ask yourself, how? What's a, how did Barry Bonds take an inside fastball, coach, and hit it down the line fair when his hands were tucked to his chest and it had to be foul? And he hit it in the third deck fair. And you look at the replay, you recreate it, you say, you can't hit that pitch fair, and he hits it in the third deck. He, you still don't. Well, we Steroids. So, thanks. <laughs> I, I knew that was kind of. How did that kid number 11? Mika Parsons, what's his damn name? Micah Parsons. How the hell did he beat our our tackle? Yep. Pick him up in the air and push him into the quarterback. Nobody does. What's his name? Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. Johnson. Who the yeah. hell picked? He's that's like Al. Go pick up that Coke machine outside in the hallway. How the hell? Do, what do you think the weight difference is? Number eleven, slight. He's built like you, bud. What, before he looks it up, what Parsons. Do he, what do you think is two twenty? Parsons that's about two twenty. But well, I mean, Johnson, he, he came out Johnson? average. Johnson's three sixty. No, he's maybe three twenty, three thirty. Okay, yeah. well, that's a hundred pounds. Yeah. Last time but, I subtracted and added, but, but okay. he came advertised as a beast, and he's done it. I but mean, he, but he. 
pick them up and throw Man, that's them the, in. That's how strong he is. Parsons is built like me. Yeah, really? Yeah, oh, what wow. am I hearing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. good. Uh, Chad, what are you starting? What are you starting that program? Oh, <laughs> God bless us. Oh, no. us. There's nothing real in the <laughs> world anymore. <laughs> Where did I get that? that oh that my 70 God. pounds of muscle. <laughs> Chad, you look like what's his face? What's that actor's name? You look like everybody says we want Tom Holland. Tom Holland, and you're and you're built like Mickey Mickey Parsons. All right, so Parsons is 245 pounds. No, he's not. Yeah, yeah. No, Al. He's Al. I'm going to find out. I'm going to get the Dallas front office today. That kid's not 245. I don't know what, what you're watching. This guy is absolutely jacked. And he, Lane, he's kind of, kind of slightly built for a linebacker. Mate, Lane Johnson is 310. All right. So he still gives up 50, oh, 65 pounds. I'll, like I'll exaggerate the 80. But let's get back to the point. Nobody jacks up Lane Johnson and picks him up and throws him into the quarterback, right? Uh, I sent you the replay where you watch it. I sent it to you. Yeah, I mean, maybe not most guys, but yeah. this is this isn't most guys. This guy is an absolute. Were you beast. shocked to see it? You saw I'm the replay. Shocked to see it, but Thank then you, you got to throw in that oh, Blaine Johnson is probably me. not a hundred percent now. Remember, he was out for a week or two with some problems. That I don't know if you guys are hearing what I'm saying. Oh, I know it's he a, threw it's, him ten yards into uh, the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, so okay, well, so he's, he's coming good. forward with all that force, and Lane's taking steps back, and, and it maybe shows vulnerable you sometimes. How amazing the guy is! First of all, if you saw before the game started when he was taking the oxygen on the bench because he had he really had a bad case of the flu, somebody said, "I don't know if it's true or not." Online, it was a hundred and two fever. I was sick for eight days with the sinus infection. I couldn't breathe, think. I wasn't texting the office. They thought I was dead. <laughs> Can you imagine playing a pro football game? Where a lot of players are uh, dehydrated. It must be hot as hell in that stadium. I, don't know, I guess they don't run the air conditioner. Could you imagine playing Al with 102 fever in a pro football game? You're already drained from the pads and just the aura of it. You're already sweating. And then you're going to go out and run over Johnson and throw you him know, into the quarterback. Maybe he is superhuman. I thought it was one of the greatest feats I've ever seen. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that. I replayed it a hundred times and sent it out to people. I said, look at this. He jacks him up. Of course, once the tackle loses his fulcrum, his basis, you're in trouble because now you're going along for the ride like the top of a surf, right? But I just thought I mean, I knew how good this guy was. He's playing sick. And I was texting everybody, look how ineffective he is today. And all of a sudden, he takes Lane Johnson and throws around like a rag doll. Talk to Lane Johnson about how many times that's happened in his career. And he's going to be able to say he can count that on his thumbs. He's got two thumbs. But the defense stinks, right? What's the guy? Chad's got something. I can see the look oh, on I'm his looking, face. I'm looking at their bodies <laughs> Yeah, on Google. I mean, look how long. Yeah. You can't see right? this now. Look how long and wide his arms are, though. Okay, that that is Micah. Yeah, that's uh, Parsons. Well, I will tell you right now, the listeners, that I'm dead wrong. The cat that I'm looking at, from the, he's got no clothes on from the waist up. This guy, is too bad we're not on Facebook. He's jacked. This guy <laughs> is not only jacked. He doesn't convey that in the football uniform, in my opinion. Holy I think it's because his arms are so long. Oh, my God. Look at yeah, this I mean, guy. It's because his arms, I think, are so long oh that he kind of... God. It kind of stretches him out, like like so. He looks oh. a little more broad than if he's actually a little more 
Dear uh, Jesus. Yeah. And then you How at, do you block that? And then you have Lane Johnson. Look at Lane Johnson. Very good, Chad. Nice job. He's got is, two you know, nude Still picks. very impressive. Yeah. I'll still take the first one. Not, not Parsons. Oh, man. that Well, Chad, you just dotted the eyes across all the T's on that debate right there. Although, if yeah. you look up the uh, the guy from the Bears, I'm blanking on his name at the moment. He's even like more impressive, I think. Linebacker. Back. The end. No, the D end. Uh, How do you know this stuff? You can't pick a winner in our football. Oh, you're winning this year. Yeah, actually, that's wrong about that. I'm so, blanking, but. So, the go ahead. I thought you were going to talk about Garrett Maybe, from the that, Browns. Oh, no, I think it is Cleo Mack. Yeah, yeah, I think it Cleo, is. Cleo Mack, yeah. You talk about weightlifting type of dude? Is that what you're talking about? Because, yeah, in terms of, yeah. like, size and stuff like that. Some of these guys in the NFL. Are but does Dallas project well on the road in the playoffs? I don't, I don't really fear him coming in if it's Dallas. I don't really fear that game in Philly. Do you did, did, did you did you look at Dallas last night and fear him? I looked at San Fran last week and I feared them coming yeah. back in. I gave us hear me out no chance stamp at San Fran. I think we'll neutral San Fran and Philly. You agree? But don't we go back with the Dallas and Philly game? With well, a, follow me. Oh, follow oh, the bouncing okay. ball. Do you fear Dallas back in Philly? I don't know if the fear of the word. I'd be concerned off of last night's game. Pick your winner, no point spread. Who's your winner, Dallas and Philly playoffs? The way the gig's going, I'm going to say Dallas. Bud? Dallas. Hmm. Philly. I said like week two, I think Dallas is a better team, and I stand by that. All right. Well, while we're on the prediction, and that, those don't count, by the way. We're just conjecturing. <laughs> but these do count. We play Seattle this week. It's time to move this thing along. We got a little baseball to talk about. And we got to talk about that Vikings game. The NFL product is so good. It was 0-0 with three minutes to go. 0-0 in a football game, right? Credit to the defense. No weather elements out there. Total yards at one point in the game were 320 with like four minutes to go. 320 yards. A field goal was kicked with a minute and something left, and if it would wind up 0-0 tie, you had to go back to 1943 for a 0-0 tie. That's our NFL. That's our NFL. That's unbelievable. Uh, You had a couple other clunkers out there, too, but we do have Seattle. Now, that's huge. Yesterday, you could survive a little bit. Like I said, you're still going to have the bye home field until you get the SU championship game. A lot of teams will take that. You lose at Seattle this week, you kiss a lot of that goodbye, and you plummet down to like five, whatever. It's prediction time, boys. Who wants to go first here? Want to go uh, reverse order birthday boy first? How do we want to do this? Come on, for Seattle? This is tougher. This is the one I think we have to reach back. I, th- I think I think our six for six is a bit watered down. I'll be the first to say it. I think they're logical picks we made the last two weeks. Well, we picked them, so I would, yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, yeah well, well, that's right. Right? Why would we? This is a tough week. I, I think the Eagles take care of Seattle this week. Okay. Um, you know, I don't. I haven't looked at the total. I'll go thirty twenty-one. You're covered in point spread. It's thirty a, re- a realistic number? I think that can happen. Yeah, thirty uh, twenty-one. I'm not sure I've seen a lot of thirties. Go, coach. All right. Well, before we started this gauntlet. I definitely said, and you guys agree with me most of it. Trap. I said that they would be two and two, and I said the big game's going to be with Seattle. Now Seattle, Geno Smith did not play this past Sunday. Yep. 
So uh, his status. Yeah. Okay, we'll so hold that off then. We yeah. don't know the quarterback. Okay, right. so that, well, it's not I, like Geno Smith's a world beater. No, but he's a hell of a lot better, I bet, than the number two guy who I don't even know who the number two quarterback is. They got good receivers up in Seattle. They do. Yeah. Two very good receivers and a good running back in Walker. So right. to catch a break, if uh, Geno's out of the game, we'll hold off on that. I guess we would have all, had general consensus would have been Eagles win. Uh, maybe I, I was wrong to say it's the tough call. W- what it is, is clearly the trap. You would never call Dallas a trap game or San Francisco. Seattle there, off of the gaunt, which, by the way, Al was six games, not four, when he said two and two. That's a trap. That is definitely a trap. Does the team let down? I would say it was only a trap if the Eagles were back-to-back wins going into Seattle. Okay, because they're off no the two they losses. No one can just take this loss. The Eagles can't lose this week. They can't risk Dallas winning, and they're a game behind them in the division. Well, answer to this, a lot of times we define trap by letdown. You don't think there's a letdown getting sky high for San Fran and Dallas? Now you're going into Seattle back. because no, they lost both. The okay. Eagles are back against the wall desperate right now. They need a win. But you just can't always dial the emotional part up, bud. You can't. No, that's what you need the leaders like Kelsey and Hurts. That's what you need those guys to do, and the coaches, of course. Okay, so you see Eagles peak performance, regardless of who quarterbacks, and we got a win in Seattle, regardless. Yeah. I do. I think the Eagles have a huge bounce back game this week. Okay. And they cover. Chad just gave you a cover. You're with them. You're locked in there, coach. Well, I was listening to, excuse me, a little bit about with Seth Joyner this morning. And he said to everybody, I told you to begin the year, even though they had those, all those sacks last year, yeah. that they would not be. And, and is it like a Prescott getting the ball out so quick? Because they are not putting a lot of pressure on opposing quarterbacks. No. And that exposes our linebackers and D backs. Big time. Before we move to a couple real hot baseball topics, and we know what's coming there, uh, did anybody see the <laughs> the Army-Navy game? Is it time to t- turn it into a touch football game? <laughs> I think I saw about two or three minutes of it. I was like watching paint dry. Then the end was so exciting. So exciting. Let, what, the last five minutes of the fourth quarter? Well, it wound up where – it was 17 to 11. Right. Okay. Right. Now you're talking to spread to six and seven yeah, in there with yeah. Army. And they come up like a foot short with three seconds to go. Navy. Otherwise, Navy probably wins the game 18 17. About the, which looked absolutely impossible at one point when Navy could not complete a pass. And all of a sudden, they bring the sub in, and Army's playing their corners back, and the announcers are going bonkers. Saying, move your quarter. I never heard TV guys go, what are the quarters doing? Move up, guys. Move up. And they keep throwing underneath, down and out, down and out, down and out. They're going to score twice and maybe win the game. And then that last play, the the, the tush push, it looked like they went over the goal line, came back, went over again, but they didn't. It was a review. It was just a bizarre ending. And it was meaningful for you, bud, right? No, it was. If you look at the over-under, you got the uh, little over-cover. Which the last w- play of the game when it was 17-9 went to 17-11 because of the intentional safety with three seconds to go. You know it's a birthday boy weekend when you win your big bet in our room by an the, intentional by the safety. safety. It was the right call. I was hoping they would do it. I mean, you never know because it's Army Navy. I don't know how I don't know how that play is viewed ethically. I mean, right. it's a totally legal play, but right. it was the right call to do an intentional safety. Is, I was happy to see him do is it. Is it true for the record that you had no comments in our text room or sports room during the game, but the second they lined up for the safety, you Well, the timing was perfect. Hurt? I was uh-huh. wrapping up dinner. Okay. Was, uh-huh. You know, just getting some stuff organized, walked right. in, and boom. boom. I saw the last two minutes of the game. And all of a sudden, what did you text? Did you text? I, I love Army. I love Army in caps. I did. 
that really worked that well for you. Yep. You killed Tommy on that, didn't you? If any of my, my kids ever want to go into the um, uh, the services, <laughs> right? And if they do, then that's amazing. I hope that I hope they hope the uh, I hope they choose Army because yeah. <laughs> big win this week. <laughs> Oh, brother. Unbelievable. Until next year, and then I'm on Navy side. <laughs> back, that, back and forth. I, I mean, we missed the game in Philly. I'd like to see five Galaxy planes flying over. They fly right over our house uh, Wednesday, yeah, bringing all the gear in, the tanks and whatnot, and that's neat. Then the jets, you know, and all the – you see the, the midshipmen and the cadets, everybody down in town at the at the dinners are all drunk, I should say that. But it, it's a nice buzz for the city to host the Army-Navy game. The game itself, though, I mean, I don't know. they got to fix some part of it. I don't know what it is, but it's tough to watch. Well, why are those teams so insistent on running? Yeah, that's what they do. Like, why can't they just start? Like, why can't a coach come in and say, enough of this nonsense. We're going to throw the ball. They're athletic people, and they throw, and they do fine. Why, why can't they just throw the ball? Yeah, that's a great question. They rely on having a scheme that when you run that triple option, wishbone triple type option, thing, exactly. other teams can't figure it out. They don't have time. To fig- look at your your they film, both stink. Like you know, they can't play any. Yeah, the, 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 just throw the ball. Yeah, this is a bad year. Uh, this is a bad no, year. No, what? Well, no, they always stink. No, they've stunk for a hundred years. Now, actually, now, 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 Navy was in the bowl game uh, just a couple of years ago. Actually, they they had a couple of good good renditions. But anyway. Well, see, Chad, I got you on 100 because in 1944 and 45, Blanchard <laughs> and Davis were the two big names, and they both won the Heisman, I believe. At the Naval Academy. Okay. At, yeah. at an well, Army. That's going way back, but yeah. He said 100. Okay, he said 100. Since 1944. <laughs> no. <laughs> why? But, okay. If you look at Navy's they, record. They just have to throw the ball. Yeah. So we forgot to say that Dallas has the Bills and the Dolphins uh, the next two weeks. It happens to be up on our, our screen here in the boardroom at Grimley, keeping us current at Bills, at Dolphins, Lions. And uh, so Dallas is not going to come close to winning that division. Uh, that's a pretty tough schedule. And we we have could have an easier schedule. No. You have to get through Seattle. In fact, we looked at this in the beginning of the year as saying that's when you rest the quarterback, the regulars, and just, you know. Look at that beast. Look at that beast McCaffrey run. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. So, Tommy, this is the funny text, guys. So, Army or Navy, I forget who, goes off sides like five out of six plays. And Tom, I think it was Navy. And Tommy says, one of our million-dollar techs in the room, Tommy says, I hope one of these guys is in alignment. Don't up, don't up, up operate in submarine. <laughs> the detonate missiles at the wrong time in the wrong place if they can't jo- stay on sides, right? Uh, perish the thought. Did we wear football out? We ready to make the big jump? Sure. All right, bud, uh, open up. It's the big news we have. What do we have? Shohei Otani. Soto to the Yankees. Otani's the big news. Uh, certainly Harper asking for more money or three primary baseball topics we've got to talk about. Go ahead. Have, I mean, start that. with Otani, $700 yep. million dollars yep, yep, yep. over 70 years. Love it or hate it. Some people are praising it. Some people are total opposite, saying how could you pay that much money for a guy that may never pitch again. Um, it's not about how much money the Dodgers are going to make because it's not a big deal to them. They'll make that money back. It's deferred. It's all good for them. Right. But is uh, is, was it the right move? I guess. And of course, I think the if you're a Dodgers fan, this is amazing. You're thrilled. I mean, you have you just took a guy from I don't know what is it 50 miles away. I don't know how far away yeah, the uh, Angels yeah. play, but 
He's staying. He's staying home. He's hot. Obviously, loves you know playing in California. He leaves the Angels right over the Dodgers. The Dodgers now have three MVPs on their team. I mean, they're they're they were already loaded, and I don't know what to even call them at this point. They're basically a dream team. Well, I'm not sure about that, but good. Made me wonder too with them signing Otani. <laughs> Will they, with him deferring some of his money now, does yeah. that mean that they'll be in the hunt for Yakamoto? Oh, yeah, sure. They still are. That's the whole purpose yeah. behind the deferral. It's a big one, too, by the way. That would not surprise me at yeah, all. Yeah, and Chad's point about, if you do the PLL part of it, it's so beyond the reach of, of comprehension. I had a little fun with it yesterday. All I did was ask myself the question, will they sell out? They're currently at 47,360 fans per game. Like seven times. That's got to be like a open up so much stadium kind of thing. It's like a magic number. Will that go to fifty three? That's their capacity. If you if you answer yes to that, and I answer absolutely firmly yes, they'll sell out easily. Sell out. Then you just take your six thousand extra seats to keep it simple. The cost of those seats right now on the internet, and they will go up as one hundred and forty five dollars. You do that math, it comes to like $870,000. You take the home games at 81, and guess what it comes out to miraculously? $70 million. Wow. And, and do your, as I said to Marion, and your, and your fixed costs don't go up. You don't hire more ushers because you get six more thousand people coming, right? You still have the same people working in concessions and all that. So your costs don't go up a lot, okay, fractional. But how about your revenue from the seats? Now, we haven't talked merchandise. We haven't talked about Japan's investment in Dodger Stadium, in suites, flyover corporate leaders, the C-suiters from Japan coming to Dodger Stadium, billboards, which have already started. It's going to be a windfall for the Dodgers. For those that say $700 million, you should be saying, how can the Dodgers rob us like that? Because they're just going to make billions off of this guy. Now, here's the more sensational question. Leave it to me. Is he now officially the hottest commodity and the best sports figure ever? Now, when I say ever, we cross over to the sacred grounds of soccer. You can't talk about yeah, Al, Al's doing the boxing, right? So you, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad yep. Ali. Yep. All right, let's give him. Let's place where Otani is, Chad, in the scheme of best ever, and certainly for now, right? Most attractive gate, right? Most sought so after. What exactly is the question? Where is he ranked? Yeah, is, is he the biggest figure in sports uh, the last forty years? Uh, I mean. He's up there. I think there's there's soccer guys like Messi. Messi's probably number one. All right, well, let's stay the main three, okay? Let, let's just go let's Look at strictly American sports. Right. Otani's number one for right. sure. There's no question, right? Yeah. Is he deserving of that much money? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's got twice what a guy would do, and he plays both sides. Okay. Uh, to well, simplify things. Yeah. yeah. So a good pitcher gets $35 million. Yeah. Good hitter, good hitter gets, gets $35 million. 30, 30 million. Yeah, you know, he's getting twice that. Yeah. He's doing both, two for one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, is it a little higher than maybe it should be if he's maybe not pitching? Yeah, but he deserves a premium because he brings and you his so much. War, his war last year had to be nine because it was of that. Ten. It was ten. ten. Wow. Okay. I want to go on record, and I'll probably be long gone. I hope not. I hope I'm around to see this, but I may be. It's a ten-year contract. puts me at eighty. Let's put hope. Hope I am. 
He said your never, contract puts me at 95. Yeah, well, okay, between <laughs> two of us, probably not. Okay, Otani will never, ever play at his high war again. Ever. Okay. We okay? No, He's I mean, not reaching 10 war ever again. Okay, well, he could. He could. He won't. All right. You think he's going to be nine, eight? Eight, seven. Seven? Yeah. Please. No, there's no chance as high as seven. I think he's done as a pitcher with the injury. I think he's done. Okay. I think it's a bad investment by the Dodgers on that front. Now, they'll show you where they're going to make money, and it's a great investment. But in terms of equivocating that to his baseball contribution, they're paying him to be a 10 war. It'll never be that. He'll well, never be that. Well, it comes to pitching decisions. I think Otani will just be the one to make that. And so he's he's not being paid all that money because we know you're going to be a stud pitcher in 2025. The one thing this podcast doesn't give me credit for, and I'm not on this podcast asking for credit, rarely. I like to keep our record straight. I think that's important. Anybody would want to preserve that. I have always been saying, that the dual roles he plays will catch up to him and wear him down. But have I not said that for years? Yeah. yeah. And last year he finally has the serious injury from that wear and tear. I'm right on money. And moving forward, the deterioration of that plus father time will render him three-quarters of the player he's been. So it's a 7-8 war diminishing from there. Now what I think he will be this year is better than he's ever been offensively by only focusing on hitting. You with me? Yeah, I think it's possible. Yeah, I think you'll have it. What was his year like last year? Can you bring up Otani? I know it was very, very good. I think it was 44 home runs and 36 doubles, something that gaudy. What did he hit? Did he hit 310? You know, is he that good? Last year, he, let's see, he hit 304. Close. The 412 on base, 650 slug, 1,066 OPS. <sighs> wow. 44 homers, 26 doubles. Pretty eight, close. Eight triples. Yeah. 20 stolen bases. Well, that's asking a boatload to top that. Okay. So let's say he has a comparable year offensively next year because that's unbelievable. No wonder he got $7 million. But. Yeah, so I, I think, and as far as the Dodgers lineup, I mean, how was San Diego last year? How'd they do with those top four guys? How'd they do, Coach? Right? Not very well. And, In fact, Mr. Soto, one and done. Yeah, and who's batting fourth for the Dodgers right now? Smith, Muncie? Big the deal. The catcher sometimes. Big still, deal. Yeah, Smith, Big deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't fear that lineup. Next Muncie, no. Now, is... You don't fear the Dodgers lineup that won 100 games and added Shohei Otani? I don't fear the Dodgers. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did he just take the bait? Yeah, a little mice, spicy cheese. Put the cheese out. Oh, that's that's the snap of the bait. Oh, Chad's in the trap. Let me out of the trap, Daddy. I have no fear of Muncie, who hit 36 <clears throat> homers last are, year. Are you taking anybody out of the Dodgers lineup that's really good and may have had 65 extra base hits last year? J.D. Martinez? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no comparing J.D. Martinez to Shohei Otani. Well, let's bring up J.D. Martinez last no, year. There's no comparing the Okay, guys. I'm going to bet you he had six extra base hits. Is that good, Al, Coach? Six extra base hits? Yeah. Right, but you gonna, are you going to cherry-pick one stat? Just and not many, not tri- the guy and not many triples. The guy who's obsessed with war isn't going to look at war. He's going to look at extra base hits all I'd, of a sudden? I'd like to hear extra base hits first, okay? How I- ironic. Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> okay, well, let's see. Yeah. Someone's got to do this math. He yep. had 27 doubles and 33 homers. 
So that's 60 and two triples, so 62. Oh, but I never looked that up. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's yeah. J.D. Martinez is a very fine I'll player. bet his OPS was about 890. 893, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and Shohei Otani's was over 1,000. There's no uh, comparing I, the two. And that you have to, that's a surplus. It's a net surplus. Oh, it's not. It's more it, than a surplus. No, no, it's no, like no. four of J.D. Martinez Coach, offensively. Help him out. Help him out. If you don't take J.D. Martinez out, okay, as Mitch Williams, Mitch Williams used to say to me, it's J.D. Martinez. I was calling him J.T. Martinez. Oh, God, that really upset Mitch. Then you got something. But you're taking Martinez out first. Now you're adding Otani. His o it's war not last as big a year, deal. Yes, it is. His O-War last year was a 1.9. That's J.D. Martinez, who, who you're rallying against, who's now 36. Right. You can't expect him to be better than when he was 35. And you're comparing that to Otani, who by just himself offensively had a six war. That's three times as effective as J.D. Martinez. He's 29, not 36. And he's a generational player. Okay. And you want to compare that. hundred. You're I, not afraid of a 100-win Dodger lineup that now added the best player possible in baseball. You're not afraid of Max Muncie, who had 35 homers on 105 RBIs Did last year. Did he have 105 year. RBIs? 36 homers on 105 Sneaks RBIs. Sneaks up on you. Sneaks up on you. What do you, what do you, what do you bat? It, 190? What the 212. And then yeah. you have that catcher, who I don't remember his name. Smith. Smith. Yeah. Smith. Come uh, on. Come on. very, very good. Yeah. yeah. And you got Mookie, and you got Mr. Freeman. Well, there. listen, the top three... I mean, come on, the top three can't be compared to San Diego because they're all stiffs. Nobody played hard over there except right. the, uh, the the right fielder. Um, no, not the right fielder. You know what I'm talking about. The, the sure top, the sure top four guys. Bogarts? Bogarts, a legit player. Yeah. Um, and the Yankees right now have Lemieux, okay? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yep. Then you got Judge up there, and you have Soto and Rizzo. Not a bad four. Then you got Stanton six. And who's that leave? Uh, Gray Bartor is probably batting fifth. Yeah. That lineup doesn't suck, does it? <laughs> That's not too bad. Uh, until Soto leaves next year. Yeah, right, exactly. Wait till, he, wait till he starts dogging it in New York, man. Wait till oh. he doesn't run hard and pop up the drops, okay? Oh, man. Wait till he thinks in the home run trot, and, it, and it's not. It's, it's, it drops in. Uh, well, I would think their dugout would get that straight with that young man before he ever played a game. Yeah, for him. I mean, listen, the Dodgers lineup is definitely you know uh, formidable. Uh, I wouldn't look at it and go, oh, "Wow." I mean, I, I did that last year with San Diego, and I was dead wrong. That if that didn't have an oh wow punch to it, those four names, okay, sure. Who are we forgetting? Tatis. That's a guy we're Ma- not mentioning. Machado, yeah, Machado, Soto, oh. and the shortstop. Bogarts, yeah. and the fifth hitter was good. Uh, last year for San Diego, okay? And run production first half of the year was like uh, 14th in baseball, remarkably, you know? Then Soto started to get serious. You know what Soto did to save his year and put up big numbers? You want to guess? Walked. For, oh, man. Yeah. What did he do? Soto was one of the best birthday players boy in baseball. Ate his Wheaties on his birthday. Because Soto is an unbelievable player. and he, I hope he's a Philly next year. But he stopped focusing on the walk the second half of the year, and he started crush the baseball like he can yeah this keeps up he might gain that 60 pounds from half that an hour 132 <laughs> walks last year which led the league are you paying him to walk or are you paying him to have ops you're paying him to get on base and he had a 930 ops what's wrong with that did, <laughs> what's uh, wrong with the 930 <laughs> ops did the elite guys have a thousand what how many guys had a thousand last year yeah how wrong is it that harper wants more money 
I didn't even hear that. Yeah. Harper wants more money. Yeah, hardware. How can he be up to speed on all this other stuff? And not where do you live in Alaska for the weekend? And what the? I think it has to do with his man behind you know the scenes doing yep. his contract yep. and everything. And now you compare that he's like twenty fourth or something as far as how much money he's making per year. Now, when you first signed him, it looked like a long term. A lot of people have gone yeah. by. I can't believe that he's actually asking for money right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's it's serious. It's serious. That's really yeah, yeah. about it. About it. That's an insult. It really is. You guys want to backdoor some math here? Did Did you guys scratch your head at all last year? I certainly did. And Marion yesterday at breakfast said to me, "Man, you know what comes back to me illuminating now is when you were saying how suspicious it was. Odd, Harper's alleged sudden love affair with the fans last year." The post-game comments about Chuck and Mount Airy and, oh, I love this, nothing like all of a sudden. Oh, I hope they get behind me when I want to rip up my contract. That's what he wants to do. He thinks he's underpaid at $2.7 million per year. He's embarrassed by that. His ego, because we know what their egos are like. We know some of these guys. We have them on our podcast. Listen, I want to it, it, But we know the egos of these pros, and he can't go to bed at night. And rationalize, he's a 27. Now, forget Otani, but he can't go to bed at night knowing that the current scale is moving towards $40 million a year. He can't do it. Harper's locked up till 38 years old. Yeah. He's worried that he wants to contract that's going to give his career. Yes, he does. I would say, fine, you know, you can get $3 million a year when you're 39 years old because that's about what you'll be worth at Why that point. Why not do this? Why not put it on performance-based number of games played? Because he would never agree to never it. Never agree to it. Because he's too good of an agent, and yeah. they know at 39, and, it'll be as good as this cup of coffee next to me. I'll and for our devoted play. listeners, thank you. The group is growing, and you're all devoted, and your texts are great. But this is this is here's some fun math you can do. I don't have my data in front of me, so I'm going to just do this top of my head. Maybe Wiz here can help me. Take Harper's games played. If I'm doing this from memory now, I'm getting old. I believe it was 205 games played. You take that math, you divide by the $27 million, and you come out to what he earns per game the last two years. And I believe it's like 260000 times the 81, uh, I'm sorry, the 160 game, and it, and it comes out to $41 million a year prorated on games played. Now, for paying you to be on the field, as Bella said about Abreu, post up. You got to have guys that post up to win. Because how good's Harper at 80 games? 90 games? 100 games? How's he going to get you there at 100 games? It's not. So if you're on the field for 145 plus, and you put up the numbers you put up last year because they're saying he's outplayed his contract. No, he's not. Harper overachieves his contract, outperforms it, when he's on the field. And that's why, without looking at it, I'll tell you right now, and I could be dead wrong, devastated here, and I will never talk again on this podcast. That's why Harper's offensive war is not that great. And I'm going to bet it's under four. Harper's war is low because he doesn't accumulate data from games played. You can't have a nine war on 80 games. It doesn't work. 3.6 last year. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Is there an applause button anywhere in that goddamn thing? No, I get fired up. We don't pay 3.6 war players 40 million. Right, guys? Uh, I mean, it's, it's really infuriating that Harper... 
wants to represent the voice of Philly. It sure is. Is making $300 million and has the audacity to say, I want more money. How about you focus on winning? Maybe don't take more money. Maybe go sign a player for that extra whatever $10 million a year that you want that can help this team win. Uh, because it's honestly ridiculous. These guys are making more money than they ever needed for the rest of their lives. And they they actually want to go out there and say, give me more money instead of, I'll, I'm good with my $300 million. Let me. I'd rather win a World right. Series. Right. And what is it really about? Is it about a World Series or is it about him having his ego trip getting paid? So for all the crap you heard last year, listeners, devoted listeners, for all the crap you heard last year, and oh my God, how Harper's embraced the town. It was all a show for you guys to have the love affair to the extreme that when he wants to hold you up for $35 million a year to have his peer comparable value where he could go to bed at night and say, I'm paid like everybody else. That's what it's all about. He's putting a gun to Philadelphia's head. I don't like it a little bit. It turns me off uh, about Harper and he's building a house out in Tennessee. We can live wherever you want. That's got nothing to do with it. But it's not like he's planning on being one of us around here, right? But that's okay. Forgive him for that. Can't hold it against him. Uh, but the whole thing last year was a charade. And as far as outplaying his contract goes, do not look at batting average, on-base percentage, slug, or OPS. Look at war. Look at games played. You can bat 330. You could be on base 430, you could slug 630 and have a 1030 OPS coach and play 80 games. Is that true? Absolutely. But you can't have a seven war and play that little, right? Well, you know, when you when you think about Mike Trout in the background when you're yeah, going through some of right? these things like this, but I really believe that Harper in his own mind thinks he's almost invincible and will be a good player at 40 years of age. I don't know why he just portrays I don't dispute that. that. I don't dispute that part of it. So then if you want to acquiesce to just keep around the clubhouse and stuff, then tell him we'll continue to pay him $27 million for four more years. Yeah. Take that risk. That'll be productive to 42. I could swallow that, bud. Can you? I wouldn't give him any extension. No, I, me either. I'm not I wouldn't give him a damn thing. I would say this is what you signed. Go deal with it. You know, you can, why are we at the point in life where you can agree to something and then not even halfway through that go back and say, I'm not happy with what I agreed to. He agreed to this. It, w- it wasn't just, here's your contract, deal right. with it. He said, he shook the hands that I agree to be here till 2031. And half, less than halfway through that contract, he's saying, that's not good enough. I want to be extended so I can draw free agents here. I mean, that's the lamest excuse in the world. Who believes that? Yeah. Who believes that, that seven, eight, nine years from now, anyone's going to be concerned about Harper bringing in free agents? I mean, this guy's 40 years old. Yeah, Chad, I think you made a great point, too, about that money could be allocated to someone else. Absolutely. Maybe a, maybe that extra outfielder in case Rojas doesn't pan out, or maybe a so-so pitcher coming back off. Of I mean, what do you, what do you tell many? Turner? Because he's going to have a, a comeback year next year, right? Guy's 50 for 50 stolen bases. So when Turner next year hits his, his career, he's 305, 405, 510, okay, uh, but steals 50 bases because he's figured all that out. Then what do you do with Turner? You bring him, give him forty million dollars too, because you did it with Harper, and and I think Chad made a point, and I made this point yesterday. What about the value lesson to the youth of America that are in college in the first couple of years of their jobs and understand the value and the essence of a contract, Coach? What's a contract mean in life? Okay, offer, exchange, acceptance, performance, consideration. 
what's a contract mean if Harper and, and his agent, I almost said a very kind, unkind word right there. It starts with a P. What's it mean then if they just say rip it up? What signal does that send to those in corporate America, those kids that send a, a contract on their apartment, their first lease, stuff like that, car contract, you know, just rip it up, it's over. Well, we can't do that with a car contract. We can't do that with our mortgage contract. But in professional sports, you just demand to rip it up, and we should acquiesce that. It's well, the word insult. that comes to me insult. right away is obligation. You've made an obligation. You signed it. Right, you right, know? right. And don't forget, in that obligation, it's like a home equity loan, okay? When the Phillies went out that many years, 13, they said, for better or for worse, because Harper had three or four underachieving years before he came to Philly. He had a monster year in 15. What, 1,100 OPS, stuff like that. Then he had some underachieving years. The Phillies said, for better or for worse, we'll give you a 13-year commitment. Value that, Harp, that they're going to get behind you to 38 regardless of how you did. And I think the fact that he's only played 205 games in two years, he's underachieving. He's not on the field. By that measure, by the very weight of that measure and significance of that, you're underachieving. Oh, no, I'm not. Well, let's get the war out. Oh, 3.6 this year, 2.9 last year. Against your peers, elite, that are getting the 35 mil you want, that are 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Sure, you're underachieving, Harp. That's what I say to Harper if I'm looking my ball to eyeball. All right, bring him on. Tell him to come into the boardroom. And if he's such in love with Philly and everything like that, he should say, well, all right, well, I guess I'm going to have to wait till yep. I'm 38, and then we go from there. And by the way, that was my rap. That was my rant right there. <laughs> coach? Very good. It's that time. It's time, yeah. It's we're time. 57. Go, Coach. Uh, my rap is, uh, well, my rant, rather. It's just the performance of the Eagles to bring out games. I mean, names like uh, – embarrassment and disappointment and this and that where they've gone the last two weeks in the eyes of everybody on tv and that a little bit that i saw this morning before the show about you know everybody thought so much of this team are they not the team we thought they were and those few games that they luckily got by and all that stuff who dropped a pass yeah, right. and that's the perception now that you're given to everybody that they could have lost a couple of those games with no problem and the, and the two embarrassing things they've had now, I mean, yeah. and Stephen A. Smith and them having one or two. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be in the top five this no, week with the no, Ravens and not. Miami and everything moving up. No, they're not one and two anymore. And Chad, each week, continues to underscore that point differential, and it does mean a lot. All you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is take point differential, flip back, look at your computer, and just do the correlation between where these teams end up and point differential in baseball and football, all right? And you will see a stark message that the teams with the lopsided point differential okay, or the underachieving do not reach championship games and win. You'll see it. It's, it's foreshadowing. It's telling you the team's not at the level of the other teams with the much bigger point differential. What, what's it based on? Week-in, week-out performance, right? You win by two every week. I win by 15. We're playing pretty much the same schedule. I must be a lot better than you because 15 is a lot better than two. 
Well, you know, another thing that I thought, you know, just when you were talking there, they've taken out that possibility where up until is is Hertz playing at 85, 90%? He's not playing at 100. They've taken that part where 20 times a game he stuck it in the halfback stand and then he took off around the corner. They've told him to not do things like that and i think they're a lot easier they're a lot easier to defend because yeah and they also have spies now they figured out you got a bottle of parents bud we rent rave what are you going to give us i'm going to give an interesting step okay step birthday boy because i um, so i saw i mean obviously dallas had a lot i was very impressed with that field goal kicker last night oh my lord i mean talk about drilling them from what was it a 60 a 59 and and into the net here comes here comes one over the building look up al Um, jeez you know i was was just funny here you hear about he's a soccer player and now all of a sudden boom he's he's in the nfl you hear some crazy stories with these kickers and i noticed they had four field goals and i thought okay like Dallas scored a lot of points. Well, what do teams generally do who score field field goals? Because my initial reaction was maybe they don't do so good because they're not scoring. That's only 12 points right there. But when I looked up the teams that score exactly four field goals in a game, the record shocked me. It was 850 and 229 losses. Wow. Over 1,000 NFL games, it's a 786 winning percentage. That'll get you there. Which equals thir- a 13-4 and four record on a 17-game on a, a basis. If um, this year, goals. there have been 26 games, including last night, where four field goals, exactly four, were made. And the team that did it is 22-4. and four. How about that? So I, th- I'm, field goals. I just think maybe it's possible. Should we be kicking more field goals if we're in a fourth and uncomfortable spot? Uh, maybe you know, maybe don't you don't always have to go for and fourth down. Sometimes three points is really good because if you do that three four times a game, that's almost two touchdowns right there. Just yeah. something I'd yeah. I'm sure the analytics have it that are, are the solid reasons for going for it. But I was just interested last night looking at the Dallas Cowboys to kick those field goals. Yeah, and how many points they still ended up scoring, and then the the numbers here just kind of just made me. It, you know, scratch it, my head. It, was it they're higher than I thought they were? That's impressive. Now, the obvious pushback to that would be it doesn't feel like the Eagles are missing opportunities by either not going for it on fourth or something like that. It seems like they're converting uh, with the tush push. A lot of fourth and twos, fourth I mean, and fourth threes. Fourth and one, fourth and two, you have yeah, to go for yeah, it right? Philly because that's a guaranteed success. Yeah, so it, it seems like they're – successful no, it's converting. not necessarily something yeah. for the eagles because right, the eagles right. have the tush push they have right. such a potent offense but maybe just generally mm. my only question i would like to talk with someone who could show the numbers and be like does it make sense to kick more field goals i don't know maybe you're fourth and four i feel like that's a lot of position teams go for early in the game they go for it on fourth down maybe does that make sense to take that field goal there yeah if, if you have a guy that'll boot him for 55 a lot of teams don't now, what's amazing now? He's kicking off from the 35. He's kicking all right? So you've got 65 more yards and 10 for the end of 75. And he's going And two the kicks yeah. hit the middle of the crossbar. Kicks and the ones from 60 was like halfway up the net in the Ow. back. You know, here's I, my, was, here's I, my, was, I, was, I typed out he hit an 85-yard field goal. Here's, here's my way out prediction. He's going to be the first one to kick 70. Now, That'd be nuts, wouldn't it? At the end, of the, game, at the end of the game or so, he has that possibility and – and he, that he was did, impressive. And he, I, uh, they do it so effortlessly. Well, the sixty was at least fifteen yards up the net. Yeah. At least that's seventy-four. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. It, I think it would be cool if is there was a rookie. Who is if, he? I think it would be cool. He's if an all-American soccer player. But how long has he been in the NFL? 
I think he's young. I don't know his age. I think yeah. it's his first I year. His first, oh. I don't know if he's a rookie or second well, year. He's we, young, though. We were talking about this guy. We should know how long he's been in the NFL. Well, right. we didn't know his name until <laughs> <Yeah>. yesterday. <laughs> anyway, I think it would be cool if there was some type of like, uh, maybe like like if you if you kick off and you kick it through the opposing uh, uprights, is it worth a point? I think that'd be cool. Chad's trying to turn this into what doesn't soccer have that rule or some crap like that. You'd get a kick out of that. I, I think it'd be you. cool. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, like maybe, or maybe you do like a, you shrink them a bit, like you have a temporary, like arena football does, or I don't know. I can hear everybody clicking out of the podcast. They know we've reached the end of the road here. We're talking about. be a one-point play. It'd be cool. And did you notice he has two different shoes on? Yeah, I saw that. I think so, one was maybe soccer for balance and one was the football cleat. I don't know. I saw that, though, yeah. Uh, All right, so we're good. Nothing on the Sixers. Remarkable. Flyers won a couple games in a row, right, Coach? Flyers, I watched both their games. They beat two good good teams teams out west. And uh, you mentioned last week St. Joe's. There it is on the TV. 20-point wins. Cowboys have eight. 49ers have four. Eagles have zero. 20-point wins. How about that stat? Just popped up. For the there it is. Broadcast. That's the summer of the Eagles right Talk there. Talk about getting it live off the grid, baby. Yeah, they've never, wow. they haven't beaten a team all year by at least 14. I saw that a couple yeah. of weeks ago. Well, that's point differential. That's what we're just yep. harping on. Yep. Anyway, what do you have on somebody there? Well, you're St. Joe's. You mentioned yep. last week. Yep. What a They're 8-2. Yeah. They just yeah. beat Princeton, who was ranked like 12th. Yeah, they're real. And yet they lost to Texas A&M yeah. Commerce. Right. Wow. And they were 20-point favorites at first home. Game, first Billy games. Lang, when he's been with Jay Wright and that Navy yep, and so yep, forth, yep. hangs on to three. And they're yep. not shooting a great percentage from three, but they're pretty athletic, and they played a well, the bottom really line good defense. Is hats off to Billy Lang. We knew it would happen. I was shocked last night to find out from Perry that it's year five. I Man, it's time going quick. I yeah. thought he was like in year two or three. Year five for Coach Lang. He's brought in the pedigree kind of guys. They're long, lengthy. They jump. Uh, and they're going to get better each year. He's going to turn St. Joe's, I don't know, to a power, but he's going to turn them into a, a team that can win the conference that they're in. So well, he's, got, he's got this young man, Lynn Greer III. Now yeah. his father, I think, went to Temple, so right. it shows you Billy's, yeah. his recruiting power in the Big Five is coming along big time. Yeah, that's real good. But they can always get a hold of us, but they can never get a hold of us, right? Uh, <laughs> speaking of sports, pod.com or Chuck Sell, 609-828-5569. That's a wrap on this Monday. We ran a little bit long, but that's what happens when you're trying to cover the myriad of topics here. You all have a great Monday. And don't forget, if it's cash flow, if it's corporate debt, if it's bank relationships, debt you can't pay or debt you want, anything to do with debts, personal, corporate, factoring, uh, you name it, baby, call Gridley Financial because that's what we do here. We do a real good job. Proud of the people we got on this team and a bunch of winners, okay? Boys, have a good week. Everybody out there, have a safe week. Good week. Holiday shopping. Don't forget about us. You know, Christmas presents over and out. God bless. See ya.